0: to episode 28 of Auto App Topic. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm your other host, Brad. Uh, we have a guest tonight, Brad. We do. Yep.
1: This is a first for us. It is. Not the first time having a guest, first time having a guest with a, a remote. remote.
0: Yeah, remote guest. So we're, we're doing it via a, a phone-in call. So uh, we apologize if it if it doesn't sound great, but we'll, we're will we trying. We're trying new stuff. We're learning new stuff as we go and, along. And uh, you know, hopefully we can allow us to have other guests that aren't local. Which is really cool. Which is why we have. We've got Eric Carahalis. Uh, uh, did I say that right?
2: Said it perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So Eric has joined us. Uh, I just said that joining us via video chat. Well, sort of. Google Hangouts. Uh, he's a Dodge Raider, Montero, off roading, and overland enthusiast. Um, he recently, we kind of met uh, last summer through the Montero Facebook group, the Northeast Montero owners. The Northeast one. And we did, like, one day of, like, trail ride. I mean, you got to hand it to the Internet, right? So Eric drove up, like, four hours from where he lives in New York. Maybe Actually, maybe more than that, like six hours?
2: Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe, like, five, five and a half, something like to, that. To, yeah. to
0: meet total strangers. In the woods. and, and Yeah. Uh, we met at a coffee shop first. But oh, okay. We met, met up with total strangers. Uh, we spent all day together. We found some classics roads in New Hampshire. It was real fun. We went with Jordan. And our other friend we got out with, uh, Chris, has a Delica, four-wheel drive Delica. Oh, that was
1: the event that the Delica van went to? Excellent. Yeah,
0: that was so rad getting that Delica out there because he was real nervous was about nice. it. Yeah, That was, that pretty-
2: was great having the Delica. The 1989, it was awesome.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh, recently we heard you attended the Smoky Mountain Overland Rally, or the SMOR for short, which was its first year. And we just kind of wanted to know more about that because we had talked about it previously, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't go, so we don't know firsthand what happened. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Um, S'more. So yeah, Smoky Mountain Overland Rally. Um, I had a blast with you guys up in New Hampshire and I do enjoy, you know, I do enjoy long drives and I do enjoy, you know, wheeling. So, uh, You know, AJ Vega, um, he's a a Northeast crew member. Um, he's up in Maine. So he's typically like, as a matter of fact, this weekend, uh, we're going, um, we're going to Vermont to do some wheeling. We're going to sleep out, uh, camp out Friday night, wheel all day Saturday. Um, so, you know, I got really excited about Vermont overland rally. And then I just started searching the internet and. I forget who, but I think someone on the, uh, Mishubishi Montero USA Facebook page, um, you know, shout out to Frank Eck, You know, the great, great page brought a lot of people together, right? I mean, uh, brought us, brought us together. Um, I mean, AJ up in Maine is like, uh, you know, a, a super contributing member to putting together their, um, you know, wheeling meetups and so, it's it's great. It is funny that the you know you guys called it the internet. I like calling it the interweb. Yeah, there But you go. Uh, You know, it's, it's 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 got its pluses sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to give a so. quick shout out to Frank Eck too because he promotes the hell out of this podcast, yeah. and we appreciate that yes. every week. Yes,
0: we do. Thanks,
1: Frank.
2: Yeah, he's the man. Uh, I appreciate it, and and you know, never never uh, hesitant to help you figure out a problem. You know, or, or throw out a sarcastic meme if, you know, if you yeah. got a come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So it was the first year of the Smoky Mountain Overland Rally, correct?
2: Correct. So, yeah, I found out about it through the Beach Montero page. Um, it was in uh, Del Rio, Tennessee. Uh, for me, it was a 12-hour stretch um, down. So, uh, you know, that was exciting. Again, I've, I've driven across country a couple times, um, up and down the East Coast. Uh, my parents, growing up, we've always taken – my my mom my mom's afraid to fly, so we've always taken road trips. Yeah. So, you know, I love the road. I love taking long drives. Um,
1: I'm with you so, on that yeah, one. So,
2: yeah, I went down there. I'm sorry? I said, I'm
1: with you on that one. I appreciate the long drives, too. That's why I run that truck and trailer, get to go down on the East Coast as much as possible.
2: That's great, yeah. You took that trip, didn't you? You went to uh, Arizona to pick up. Andrews rig, right? Or, or no, you didn't do no, that. No,
1: we didn't wind up doing that.
0: It no, didn't didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah, just the timing wasn't right, right but that's
1: okay. Next time.
2: Yeah, the, the west, the, you know, west to east drive is a lot of fun, and vice versa. Um, so you're gonna have you're gonna have fun picking up some trucks for sure, or or cars. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so it went down. Um, it was held on, um, from what I understand, it was a farm that I believe. At least uh, that was, um, you know, the buzz that was going around. It was a member of one of the the local Tennessee 4x4 group's home, and they had, you know, a decent amount of property, a little bit of a farm, uh, big enough to have a couple of, you know, campgrounds and then some back trails on the property, which um, I have to say I didn't get a chance to explore. Um, and then, you know, you got there. It was uh, – I want to say it was organized by – um i think it's tommy Clapp of uh overland uh um bold overland down in tennessee mm-hmm. um they were a great group of guys a uh, great group of people um both male and female um you know uh members of their group um a lot of uh, really cool uh runners, uh some pickup trucks a raptor and they were super hospitable. So you got there and, you know, you basically got a schedule of the weekend. Uh, The way it worked was uh, Friday check-in and then, you know, either evening class or an evening trail ride.
0: Uh And
2: the entire weekend was pretty much, you know, your choice of um, morning, afternoon and evening, you know, classes or trail rides. So you could... You could schedule as freely as you wanted. If you wanted to do a morning class, do an afternoon trail ride, you know, do a night class, you could hang around camp or do a night trail ride. Um, you know, it was pretty much so if you wanted to just wheel the whole weekend, three trail rides a day, obviously not uh, not three, three on Saturday, one trail ride on uh, Friday for a night ride. And then Sunday, I believe they had a morning and an afternoon. Oh, neat. Yeah. So that was at least you know, and then you know they had a, a beautiful. Um, it, it was it wasn't occupied, but it was like an old-fashioned you know uh, cabin where the check-in was, and you know again extremely picturesque. I uh, that was one of the reasons I uh, I wanted to go down. I've never been <clears throat> I've never been to the Smoky Mountains. Um, anyone I've spoken to about you know Smoky Mountains has you know, told me how beautiful, how picturesque, and uh, I wanted to uh, take a look at that. So,
0: well, yeah, a couple of years ago, we drove down and drove the tail of the dragon, and that's in the Smoky Mountains. Of course, it's all pavement because we were in cars. But every every morning where we camped, you'd wake up and like the smoke. Well, not the, the fog, smoke, but the okay. fog would. It kind of falls into the valleys, and, and we're like, oh, that must be where the Smoky Mountains get their names. And you know, the Terra Hula Skyway is pretty cool. You get to drive up. It's like five or 6,000 feet at its topmost point. So that was really neat. Yeah, it's really it's definitely really beautiful down there. And uh, anybody on the East Coast should take a swing through the, uh, is it North Carolina, Tennessee area? Yes, yeah, like the North yeah.
1: Carolina-Tennessee border is kind of yeah. where the Smoky Mountains are. It's a pretty amazing yeah. area. I agree with everything Eric said. It's absolutely gorgeous down there. Yeah.
0: So were these yeah. like... Um, did they did they lead the trail rides or did they just give you like a maps and just go at it?
2: yeah unlike unlike the Vermont Overland rally, um, you know it wasn't it wasn't a you know just go and explore um, there was at least it, that's not the, no that wasn't the way it was No, if you went out you know it was all organized every trail ride had you know a lead car, a tail car um, a, as a matter of fact, every day, uh, at least most trails, if, um, you'd have, um, so like I said, it was, um, morning, afternoon, evening class, right? Or morning, afternoon, evening trail ride. And you can mix that any way you liked. And the trail rides themselves had a beginner, intermediate, and, uh, advanced. So you could, you know, you could pick. There might be certain times of the day where there might not have been an advance. You know, advance might have been maybe twice a day on Saturday or, um, I'm going off memory right now. I forget exactly yeah, the details, but uh, but yeah. So and the trail guides were great. I mean, again, Bold Overland; those guys were fantastic. Um, I've watched some of their. Uh, if you know anybody out there into overlanding, Bold Overland uh, on YouTube. They 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 have their website as well. Um, as a matter of fact, if you click on their website, you'll see the old fashioned cabin um, where the. Uh, Smoky Mountain Overland Rally was, you know, the registration was held, and where they basically camped around um, that weekend, and they were, you know, super nice, super professional, like, uh, you know, again, family oriented. There were kids running around. Um, I know Bold Overland, that's a big part of their, like, you know, their kind of mission is is, is family or you know oriented and 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 you know, fun and safety and. And that was definitely, you know, um, present, you know, uh, so it is great in that respect. So, yeah, they were all guided, guided trail rides. There was, you were allowed to explore around the property. But like I said, you know, when we came back to base camp, you know, you just, you just rolled up to where your spot was and uh, and hung out. You didn't really, at least we, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to explore. Um, you mentioned the dragon when i was when i was at the overland rally so i met up with um a couple of uh enthusiasts you know the michibishi montero usa group um to be honest too you know dropping frank x name i think like a fifth time now or fourth time but (laughs) I, i i was hoping that if i drove south enough you know i would just run into him yeah so and uh unfortunately you know you know life life you know he had stuff going on so he couldn't get up but uh so that was half the reason, too. And I, I did get to meet up with, um, Robert Lee, uh, Carolyn, um, as well as William. I'm forgetting his last name off the top of my head. Who, who, uh, I, I, when you mentioned the dragon, you know, I know you guys come in from the car, the car, uh, you know, the car arena. I come in more from the truck arena. And, uh, William, um, was, uh, you know, he, he's got a Gen 3. He's from Florida. He came up with his dad. Super nice family um you know cooked up some beautiful chili for us one night out of a, a dutch oven uh matter of fact i i ordered one just because i was like wow that's cool uh really cool and uh he had um done the dragon i forget what kind of car he had you know definitely came in same like you guys car world but also uh somehow ended up with a gen 3 uh mishibishi um montero and uh you know, he had a lot of fun. And then, like I said, Robert Lee, um, he has uh, a Gen 1 89 short wheelbase, five-speed stick like me. Uh, you know, it was awesome. It was so cool to be, you know, again, in a field with, you know, a bunch of enthusiasts. Um, Charlie, um, I'm going to say his last name wrong uh, without, without looking on Facebook, but like Aurelia or something, uh, he's on the page. Um, he actually travels around the overlanding kind of um, – uh, expos and does classes, um, in, um, kind of field first aid, uh, and things of that nature. And then, uh, what was also cool was this guy, Spencer, who was from the Overland, uh, Bold Overland group, um, that was hosting the event. Uh, he had a, uh, a Montero sport. So all in all, you know, there were five of, five of us down there in in Montero. That's
1: pretty cool. That's really yeah, cool. cool. That's, that's more than you're going to see at the Vermont Overland Rally, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> well, I think this year we've got. I mean, I, as soon as I signed up, I got an email back like, "Whoa, Montero!" And then I, I think, well, well Eric, you're going this year, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm really excited. Do you
1: know if AJ's going? I,
2: I, AJ is definitely going. Uh, He's gonna be going through a different group, but he's gonna come hang with us. All right, excellent. Yeah. So, so there'll
1: be at least um, three, three Monteros. Yep, and. Yeah. uh, and our buddy
0: Joe and his lifted Subaru. Oh yeah, he'll be back again. Yep. And of course, uh, I, I
2: heard. I heard about that. I, I heard about that from Asia. He was like, "Dude, I, I can't tell you what I saw this thing doing." <laughs> I guess he
0: surprised a lot of people. I guess you can do quite a bit with a lifted Subaru, and which you know, I guess that there's something to be said about the old driving a Subaru. So.
1: <laughs> and, of course, Jordan will be there in his yeah. in his uh, Xterra with us. We
0: we doubted you, Joe, but you proved everyone wrong, so yeah. we apologize humbly.
2: What's that? You didn't think he was going? Or? We, didn't we didn't think get, he was going to make it. Yeah, because there's, no, <laughs> there's no
0: low range in that car, so we're just kind of like, man, it's going to be real hard off-road, no low range, but
1: nope, just kind of go right through. He got rid of the problem of having no low range by going straight high range by just lots of revs, lots of wheel spin. But nice. It worked, so... There's some videos out there too it. of it. Nice. So the roads down the roads down at the uh, Smoky Mountain rally were they public roads or was it all closed off private land?
2: So um, just because I was coming down from New York, I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the benefit of spending the whole the whole you know the whole time. So I yeah. I drove down Thursday night to get a full Friday, which I did get. Um, Friday night we took uh, the intermediate trail ride. Um, to basically, um, man, I, I should have I should have written down uh, written down some of the stories. <laughs> right. No worries, but it's a state park, pretty much like you guys said, right on the Tennessee North Carolina border. Um, and Hurricane Creek Trail. It was actually someone recently just posted on Mishibishi Montero, USA, um, about you know going going to do it uh, sometime. I think this weekend. Um, and when I tell you. It was such a cool trail. So that trail, Hurricane, uh, that's a state park. So when we were exiting, um, we ran into, um, we didn't run into people, but we we saw campers, you know, off to the left and to the right, off the main trail, um, enjoying, you know, really uh, beautiful, secluded, uh, you know, uh, mountainside. Um, Hurricane Creek, it's, it is. It's like a creek, you know, that runs. I wouldn't be able to tell you the elevation, but uh, we, we took it up. We climbed up it. And then we basically came down, like, the backside, side, uh, like, the easy side. And we did it pretty much. We got to the trailhead, you know, maybe at dusk. So we did the whole thing, you know, at night. And um, that was the first time that I had ever went four-wheeling at night. Um, I might have gone down a trail or two, you know, um, out, uh, out east on Long Island when I was younger, but not, like, you know, Really need to spot my lines and you know you know just keep keep an eye on what's in front of me kind of a thing um so the level of um, adrenaline just was amplified you know because of uh, you know just that the darkness and um and just the, you know the topography and so you're basically kind of like if you will you're kind of snaking up a mountain um and every now and again you know you're going through like a creek which is pretty pretty decent water for it i mean again i've i've crossed water before but this was raging i mean raging (laughs) all right i'm being dramatic it's being dramatic it was it was a strong current so when i looked at it i'm like oh my goodness and i even went in like you know with a little bit of a you know you know uh, a little bit of a left arc just in case the current wanted to push the truck i mean i i i didn't lose traction at all i dug in but you know it's it's dark i've never been you know in the Tennessee mountains, there's a lot of water. The guy in front of me has got, you know, let's see, uh, a, a Jeep JK with a three inch lift, 35 inch tires, and his rear bumper just disappeared. You know, it's like, uh, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's
1: a deep. So that's probably at least, you know, three foot, three foot.
2: Yeah. You know, it, you know, it, it was increments. So you went down and then when he bottomed out, like, so your front tires are going back up, but your bottom is, you know, yeah, you, you dipped in deep. So it's yeah. kind of, it was kind of intense. It was yeah, great, that that, that
1: sounds a little intense, especially at night. I've never been out in the woods wheeling at night. That no, sounds I haven't either. Get get to use all those flashy LED light bars that everybody has now. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, that was uh, that was a concern. I I have one on front, so I just made sure I, I aimed it down really you know really well, and I and I kept a, a pretty good distance. Once in a while, you just like I don't know, you get so excited. The next thing you know, you're kind of riding the guy in front of you. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, a Willy goat. Is the guy in front of me? I uh, I'm assuming his name is is William. Uh, he's from Indiana, and so on the CB, I just kept calling him Indiana. So I'm like, sorry, Indiana. A little <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I just remember doing a lot of hooting into the CB that night.
1: Nice. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'd I'd like to do that for sure. Do some night trail riding. We don't get, we don't get do that yeah. in Vermont. I don't think do we. I'm not sure. No, I haven't been. So, yeah. so I'm excited for this year.
0: Yeah, it's
2: matter funny. of fact, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, just this weekend, like I said, we're going to meet up in Vermont. That's one of the things we're going to. Friday night, we're going to uh, we're going to wheel to the trailhead just because it was literally so much fun in Tennessee. I was like, all right, we, we got to do this. We got to do this now.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is I'm, uh, Jordan and I are going to be in Vermont this weekend. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not going to have any trucks. We're going to have my pickup truck, and I'm towing his rallycross car up to. Uh, Mount snow for the rallycross cross event up there this weekend. So we'll be yeah. up there, but we won't be able to go wheeling. Unfortunately. Cool. Yeah. It's well, supposed to I'll, rain I'll a scream, lot too.
2: I'll, I'll scream when I'm in the mountains and maybe you'll yeah. hear me. <laughs> It'll
0: echo through yeah. the mountains. Be careful. It's going to be real muddy.
2: Yeah. You know, again, like you bring it back to s'more. So the weather, right. Um, it was, it was, it was, uh, I got, I, don't, I mean, I've never been, like I said, I've never been to smoky mountains, but it gave us everything. It gave us sunshine. It gave us rainbows. It gave us light rain. It gave us torrential, whiteout downpour. And it gave us a little bit of hail, too. So it was, uh, it, in terms of like, you know, feeling like a mountain man and, and, you know, wanting to get the overland, like, yeah, I could live in the wild. You know, like, <laughs> you know, the Smoky Mountain oh, throws could. it in. You. Yeah.
1: Get away from society forever, Just drive trucks all day i'm okay well, you got
2: to come back to the gas station but other than that yeah, yeah. especially especially
1: in a raider yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah yeah
1: i don't, I don't know how, how big is the gas tank in a v6 short wheelbase
2: uh you know i should know this but um i want to say maybe it's like 19 okay. it's definitely over 15
1: yeah the mm-hmm. force you know, the four cylinder ones it's like a 12 or something that's like, yeah, it? it's like a 12 gallon tank so it's like every 180 miles i'm filling up yeah uh, you love that carb
2: yeah, whatever. Yeah, the four-cylinder yeah. is great like that, though. You know, it sips the gas. It does and, not and it's... sip the gas. No. <laughs> it
1: gets horrible. No? No? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it probably gets about 15,
0: I guess, which is... No, it gets worse than the, my long wheelbase V6.
1: Wow. Yeah, I got to carry gas cans if I go deep off-road because
0: Cause uh... it runs out quick in the woods. Mine is about, from, like, the most I fill it, I got it, like, maybe 24 and a half gallons.
1: Yeah, the long wheelbase has got a big tank. Yeah. And then I think yours yours is a short-wheelbase V6, so you have a coil spring rear, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's probably the difference why I have the smaller tank, because more real estate is taken up by the big leaf springs in the back of mine, because the four-cylinders still have the leaf spring rear end. Yeah. I
2: also also thought they did the bigger tank on the V6, just because, again, the V6 is supposed to drink more than the four-cylinder. The the
1: four-cylinder is just working so hard all the time to keep the thing moving that it uses more fuel right. plus it's carbureted versus fuel injected so yeah. by design it's less efficient yeah yeah he, I, I, he admits it it's on tape
2: episode, which, you guys got a lot to say about carburetors and fuel injection huh
1: yeah yeah i i, I like my carburetor. <laughs> we like to all. tease
0: brad about it that's all it's just fun
1: <laughs> i drove here to andrew's house successfully in a carbureted vehicle tonight so everything's yes. fine and good now if you leave
0: <laughs> that'll be that'll be the the triumph
1: well worst case i'll sleep in your couch I don't have one right now. Oh, that's right. You're in between couches. You're
2: in between couches. Yeah, <laughs> between
0: couches. yeah we, we got rid of our old one because I, I redid the floor in my living room, so we, we threw out the old couch and we ordered some new stuff. It hasn't come in yet. That's funny. So, Eric, were you always into uh, cars or just trucks?
2: Yeah, Um. I mean, you know, I think uh, I've kind of always been into dirt. Yeah, off-road. Um. I like cars, you know. I mean... Um, there's nothing like a good aesthetic. I mean, you know, like, um, I think cars are beautiful again. Um, yeah, I, for some reason I have that you need to modify it at least a little bit, you know, you get tires and rims on yeah. a stock vehicle and automatically looks beautiful to me
0: yeah, more absolutely.
2: so than so. Uh, but, but yeah, trucks, um, I guess my in would be, uh, like, I mean, I, I you can laugh like Tonka trucks and stompers. And then oh, stoppers were the best. Cousins, yeah. You know, um, my cousins live upstate. So I've, I did some, you know, quadding, um, and, and like off-roading in that respect. And then, uh, I, this, this makes me chuckle just cause I know my parents, you know, so I'm pretty much like born and raised, you know, born in Manhattan, but raised on long Island. My parents would take me a couple times, you know, once a year to the monster truck rally at the NASA Coliseum.
1: Excellent. Nice.
2: Um, uh, yeah, so like, I mean, I mean, it's hysterical. You're in a coliseum sucking in carbon, you know, monoxide and going deaf, but it was like, you know, I was like, yeah, trucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, I think uh, the only the only time I saw monster trucks was in Rhode Island at the Dunkin' Donuts Arena. So it was basically, you know, giant monster trucks on a hockey rink.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like that's exactly what this was. That's exactly was there. You know, it was funny though. I got to see, uh, got to see a guy like. You know, in a big in a big lifted truck, like local guys, like um, fold his frame right in front of an audience. You know, like excellent. Silly stuff, do, do,
1: doing the tough truck uh, challenge.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it's like oh, it's open up to everybody. I'm going. You know, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and then, then they're toting it out. You know,
0: I feel like monster trucks were cooler in the '80s. Am I right, or or is that just n- like nostalgia? Oh, they were steel bodies. They were definitely cooler. Yeah,
2: but yeah, they definitely. Well, you know, if you go if you go you know to certain spots. People still love still love them, but, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they, I, they, I guess they had the time. <laughs>
0: I've got a picture somewhere. The the monster truck, it was called Little Barefoot. was out of, like, New Hampshire. It was a
1: Ranger, wasn't
0: it? Something. It was a Ford something. Yeah. And I remember my parents were, we would always go to New Hampshire when I was younger, and uh, the shop was, like, on the way to, like, wherever we were going, so we stopped. And there's a picture of me and my dad, like, sitting, like, I'm sitting inside the wheel, and my dad's sitting next to it. Yeah kind of looks like the picture in, like, Back to the Future 3 when they're next to the clock tower picture. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, got...
1: I will say that you bring up Stompers, Eric, and that was, like, my childhood. I had the, the Stomper cases and all the Stompers, and, and those were the best, from the Jeep J10 to the Chevy Blazer and all of them. I had a lot of fun with those yeah, things.
2: Yeah, those are cool. I actually, uh, Tamiya, have a couple, of, like, if you go on eBay, um, they're, they're like, like, you know, Japanese-made, like, the guys that, Make uh you know, like the radio control cars like oh, yeah. uh yeah. Blackfoot, Grasshopper. I actually have a Gen one, you know, the the Rally one. I got that uh Tamia, but they have little mini four by fours, which are basically Bigger their stompers. version of Stomper. Yep. And I got uh three three Gen One shorties,
1: oh, nice, uh, A Gen
2: two shorty and a Gen three shorty. We're just um,
1: I've only ever seen the Gen three one. That's cool. Yeah, we were just looking at
0: these the other day after one of the podcasts cuz we were we we're kind of talking about Tamiya stuff cuz we're definitely into that stuff too. You know, they're they're kind of getting rare, they're hard to find. It's cool stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm always keeping my eye out, you know, just for anything that's, you know, Raider, Montero, Gen, you know, Gen 1, you know, particularly I just love the the boxy Raider. So, um just to bring it back, so um when I got my license, uh I went through um <laughs> I was a teenage boy. I basically went through three very cheap cars in probably six months. Yeah. My first hmm. was a 1979 Pontiac Parisian. Excellent. So it was like a Bonneville.
1: Yeah, a big Bonneville. Uh,
2: but from, from Canada, so everything was in kilometers. But my mother always <laughs> thought I was speeding. I'm like, it's K, it's K Ma, relax.
1: Um, <laughs> I feel it's a very New York car.
2: It was funny. I don't even know how I got it. But threw a piston. That went away. Then I had a, a an '82 Civic uh, hatchback, um, five-speed, and that's when I learned to drive stick. Nice. So, you know, little little hatchback taught me how to drive stick. Uh, I think I had it for literally three weeks. I totaled that one uh, in an accident. Um, that was the first time my parents were happy I got into an accident because I think they paid two fifty for it, and the insurance gave us like nine. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> So they were like, "Profit! All right, good job there." Until
1: um, they got the insurance bill,
2: right? Well, yeah. Well, my God, yeah. Always with the insurance bill. L- living um, in the moment, right I there. Up, that's true. Uh, I had you picked up a D fifty. Um, believe it or not, a little Mitsubishi, but it was under. It was a Dodge Prospector, a two two uh, you know two wheel drive. So it was, it,
1: it was a prospector. I'm guessing it was black and gold.
2: Uh, worse. It was like two tone blue, oh, even better, so no, you it right. was like powder blue and dark blue, excellent, and then I would totally time, drive that but, now, yeah, by the time I got done it though, it had like i think it had like a white hood and a red door <laughs> um i my my favorite memory of that, so I had that until I got an eighty nine raider but before I get there, right, so um my parents you know we get a raider and uh the, the tow truck comes to scrap, you know, the, the prospector and the, uh, the tow truck guy comes, he's like, he's like, he looks at me, you know, like, like I'm crazy. And he goes, did you try this thing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, was my, that was my car. And he's like, there's not a single body mount on this car, you know? <laughs> so he's like, they're all rusted away. And I just looked at him like, now of course I, I was 17. So, I had a a, a, a streamline like a uh, a film strip of like memories of basically like Tokyo Drifting that thing, um, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you know, how did it not fall apart? But you know, that's one of the things about those vehicles; they they really are diehard.
1: Yeah, every everybody makes fun of Mitsubishi's, and we say we sit here every week telling everybody how good they are and how they run forever. So
0: everybody seems to have a cool story about them, old ones.
2: Yeah, they're pretty diehard. And so I got the Raider. Actually, I was looking at like a pickup, and my parents, I was going to commuter college, um, so uh, they wanted me to get something a little more, um, you know, uh, reliable. And uh, Mm -hmm. I picked up an 89 Dodge Raider, black five-speed stick, and um, fully loaded for nine grand in 1994 with 58,000 miles on it.
1: Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: that one didn't... You it. said
1: nine grand, and I panicked, and then I realized it was 94, and that's okay.
2: Yeah, 94. <laughs> the truck was only 94. five you know, years 000, old. It, was, yeah, it was, it was a young vehicle, and I uh, I drove that one to 310000 and wow. the only reason why I stopped was the... You know, I, I did an engine once, and then the seals were so bad, it was cheaper to just buy, buy another used one, and uh, and that was when I part of it did the, the first but but i didn't really get to say goodbye to her because i left her at a buddy of mine shop uh who was a Mitsubishi enthusiast uh like 3000 gt's dodge stealth um out on the island um and uh one of his compatriots thought it was just a junk car and sent it to the scrapyard so one day oh, my buddy called me he's like oh you picked up your car and i'm like no what do you mean and he's like it's not here i'm like you're kidding he's like no and yeah so long story short that's Never got to say goodbye to the first one.
1: Oh, no, that kind of sucks. Yeah, bummer.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's all good, though. I I love these vehicles. They're great.
1: Yeah, you've had them since 94. That's a pretty good history with them. Yeah. So, so, have, you, have you always had one?
2: Yeah, I have. I have. I, I did a stint with a, an oat when when, when my, my last one got, uh, like, uh, a little too unreliable and, you know, way too much money to get her back to decent health, I... Uh, I picked up a 2 Wrangler, um, five-speed sticks. I, I wanted the stick. You know, that's what got me in the Jeep. And uh, I took care of that vehicle. I lifted it, 35s, you know, the whole the whole nine. But the frame rotted from the inside out, you know. I read the yep. Killed me. Killed me. Oh, that broke my heart. And then I had an 89 sitting right next to it that didn't have a drop of rust. So, I mean, not a drop, but it didn't didn't have the kind of frame rot that yeah, my O2 uh, had.
1: Jeep's so, known for that, unfortunately. Yeah. No those are yeah, uh, well, yeah,
0: these uh like the first gen Monteros and the second gens and stuff they're just like way overbuilt for the size of the vehicle, like the frames are way bigger than they ever needed to be. You can kind of tell when you just go under there and look like the steel is super thick, so mostly if they're kept pretty well clean, they're not too rusty, at least in the northeast, so yeah,
2: how does have Andrew the f- Andrew's in shape?
0: Yeah, mine is surprisingly but it came from Colorado, so it didn't spend it's only spent like the last like 4 or 5 years out here. It, it spent most of its life in Colorado where they don't use a lot of road salt or any. So it saved it.
1: Mine's uh mine's a little rustier. It's still not even that bad. <laughs> no, not not the frame though, it's just in the rear wheel rear, rear wheel wells. Yeah. But
2: Yeah, that's a spot. So they, uh, they, there's a terrible design with the seatbelt that's like a square at the top of the wheel well, so yep. Inevitably, dirt just catches there and, and rots it so quick.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what caused it in, in mine. It's not where the seatbelt mounts. It's up right in the middle. It's probably Perfect. where the uh, the short wheelbase has that slider window, and I wonder right. if it just got left open too many times.
2: <laughs> oh, that's possible. So you've
1: got too moisture inside. It had factory flares on there, too. I don't know if it collected stuff behind them. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. But uh, So what started with a four-wheeling? Just having the truck and doing it, or...?
2: Um, yeah, so I live on Long Island, and uh, one of the beautiful things about living on Long Island in New York is we have uh, access to our beaches. We're allowed to go four wheeling on our beaches. Um, not many of them, um, I would say, uh, really thanks to the uh, Long Island Beach Buggy Association, um, and uh, I'm blanking the other one. I think it's like the Rod and Re- Reel Club, or but they they lobby heavily um, for open access. Um, you know, we do have a lot of young people. Um, when I started, I was definitely one of them that was, you know, not smart enough to realize that uh, if you drive like, you know, an Ignoramus, you know, you, uh, you, 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 you put access in question um, and people have to defend it. So, uh, I mean, obviously now I'm, <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old man. I tread lightly. But uh, as a 17-year-old, you know, yeah, I have memories of basically, you know, driving out to Montauk. Um, you, we have Heather Hills Woods, uh, which is part of the New York State Beach Permit, which is really trail, a trail system—not not a lot, maybe like a two-mile trail—but mm-hmm. it's beautiful woods. Uh, you got some, uh, you know, beautiful views of like, uh, you know, um, I guess Gardner's Bay, you know, like the North Shore of Long, like the North Shore of the South Fork, if you will. Um, and then we had this one spot that now is called Shadmore Preserve, just south of Montauk the town of Montwell. But back in the day, it was just a dirt trail that you could take and, um, you know, you needed a truck uh, because there were a lot of, it was a washed out road. There was some deep, you know, puddles. Sometimes they were mud. Um, But it was really cool. um, So this trail network, I'd say, I'd say, you know, maybe, maybe two, three miles, you know, a little circle, if you will. And there's two World War II army bunkers, um, you know, in this preserve, and then it ends right at a cliff, and you're looking at, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, and um, we would drive there. Um, I'd go with my dog, you know, my friends, and we'd, we'd surf all day, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd, my lineup point would be my truck. You know, I'd be like, all right, I know where I am because I know where my truck is. And uh, Yeah, we had so much fun just driving it out, having, again, you know, access to places that, you know, you wouldn't have had access to. I mean, of course, you could walk, you could bike, but you can't carry your surfboards, you know, uh, your cooler or a picnic table. You know what I mean? You can't. uh, And so, you know, the 4x4, yeah, gave me that access. And then, yeah, just, I guess, seeking out more, um, you know, I'd say, say, you know, the thing that makes me laugh, uh, uh, one of the reasons why I enjoy, like, taking the trips, going to the Overland rallies is you get to meet new people. You know, um, I know when you're younger, um, I'm a high school teacher, I'm a college uh, professor, you know, that's when you meet people. You meet people at school, you know, um, when you go, when you become a professional, you know, the work environment is is sometimes so sterilized that, you know, you, you, you can't just uh, meet people as people because, you know, you're too busy doing your colleague thing. And uh, so it's nice to be able to, you know go drive to New Hampshire, right? Meet, meet a bunch of guys. Like, you know, you guys turn out to be pretty cool guys. I hope I'm not too crazy. <laughs> um, you know, no. And I went to, to Tennessee and I met Robert, you know, he's a great guy. Um, and, and William and his dad, you know, like, you know, great, great, great people, um, Charlie, everybody. So, you know, yeah, it's, I think that's part of it for me too. You know, like. I don't have that. You know, I got two beautiful little girls, a wife, you know, stresses, job, and uh, that's, like, a a fun escape.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've definitely met, like, some of the best people we've ever met through cars and just automotive stuff in general.
1: Yeah, we got got into cars to be into cars. And then I think, you know, we love the cars, obviously, but the people have kept us here the whole time. Yeah. you know, you know, here we are talking to you on a Wednesday night, and you're in Long Island, and we're sitting here in Massachusetts. You know, we never would be doing that. You know what nope. I mean? Definitely. So that, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty cool, but and it's the same. It's 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 the, the kind of the car or a truck scene that you get into kind of dictates that too. Um, you know, of the rally world and in the off roading world. You know, the people have always been really open and really inviting and. They've been a lot friendlier than some people. Maybe if we were into drag racing, you know, it's more of a, it's more of a laid-back lifestyle, and everybody seems to just kind of want to have a good time and no drama. that's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: nice. It's uh, it, it it was it was very nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're. I mean, we're. I'm sort of jealous that you have beach access because we have so many beaches here. And we can't but drive. You can't drive on them. It's just not. People either own them or it's private access. Yeah, but
1: if I I didn't know you were in New York telling that story, it sounded like a California story. Yeah. Driving out on the beach, surfing, you know, using your car as a spot point. It sounds like you're talking to us from L.A. or something, you know? I
2: got to tell you, it's it's fun. The funny thing, actually, you know, mentioning, like, meeting new people, I have, you know, I have a lot of friends. My my friends, like, my my core crew of guys that I grew up with, you know, I mean, I've always been in different groups in different places. But that said... I'd say every one of my friends has moved to the West coast. Um, you know, they're all for the most part been long Island surfers. Um, we all like to off road. We all like to mountain bike. We all like to snowboard. We all like to skateboard. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much everyone in California.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um,
2: Yeah. And, and I always chuckle my friends. I say, you know, they're like, you know, you should move, you know, I mean, at this point, my roots are so deep here, I'm not going anywhere, but, uh, unless it's an overland trip, but, um, I say to my, you know, I say to my, my friends, I say, you know, in California, everybody surfs, everybody wheels. Everybody. I'm like, at least here, I'm still a little unique, because you know, <laughs> not everybody
1: does. Now, people look at us like we're crazy out here driving in the woods. No, I always, yeah, I always say it's like everybody's, everybody that
0: grows up in the East Coast, it's almost everybody's dream to just, for some reason, go west to California. Like it, it seemed like that in high school, just even if you weren't into cars or anything, you just your desire to be in that warm weather maybe, I don't know.
1: Well, I think it's because all the movies and everything really sensationalize, you know, living in Southern California, so. Yeah.
0: Although not lately. A lot of movies have been made around here, so that's kind of neat, but, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to, well, you know, we need to talk to uh, Chris with Delica because he does live on the South Shore, which is about an hour and a half from where we are right now. Yep. And he, he does, he access. does have beach yeah. access. It's a little tricky to get a permit. You have to be like there I think on the day when they're giving them out and this whole thing but you can get them so there is there is some beach access somewhere down on what they call the uh well would be it's officially Cape Cod we call it the Cape yep, but, yep. so you can't do it down there
1: he does have some nice pictures of his Delica van sitting on the sand and yeah. it makes me a little jealous that I can't do it
2: yeah the beach access is fun the only you know again the only thing with beach access is when you take a car on the beach you know you're fighting rust as soon as you as soon as you step foot on the sand or as soon as you've stepped higher, if you will, uh, you got to do really, I mean, you got to undercoat well and, and you got to hose off, you know, hose off really well because uh, the sand, you know, that sand has got salt in it, you know, and the sand, you know, you go to the beach, you come home, you've got sand everywhere. Yeah. Like, How do I get it bent? And uh, the exact same way, uh, you know, slowly eat away a car. So, you know, I take it out. I take, I take it out, but I, I always try to. You know, baby you're back. i tell you, if you guys ever want, you come down to Lone Island, I have, this summer, I got the beach permit for my Raider, and I got the beach permit, um, it's my wife's car, so please, no judging on there or anything, but a Honda Pilot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No judgments, no judgments. My wife drives a Saab, I, so, you know, it's all
2: good. Yeah, so I've thrown, I have thrown the rooftop tent on the Honda Pilot, and my wife and I did, you know, a little, uh, last summer, we did an Overland out to Montauk, um, and you know, we spent the night on the beach. My wife had never camped before, so she got to camp in the rooftop tent on the beach, and she had also never seen um shooting stars and uh she she counted seven that night, so
1: excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure living in New yeah. York, the uh the light pollution makes that a little hard.
2: Yeah, I think I see two stars a night, maybe. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a lot of light pollution. Yeah.
1: Excellent, Andrew. Any more questions for for our lovely guest, Eric?
0: I think we kind of went over everything. Excellent. So, uh, you know, we'll let Brad get to, uh, I think he wanted to do some project car updates on his Colt. And then we'll kind of wrap up the podcast because it's been about 45 minutes, so that's pretty good.
1: All right. right. Uh, I don't have a lot of project car updates, but I did refresh the carpet in the car the other day. I saw those pictures. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, And that's just an aerosol can by Duplicolor. That's thing. what I used in my truck. Yeah, it's a carpet I, dye. It looks really, really good. So
0: I bought the gray stuff to, to spray the inside of my uh, the Montero, the old Montero,
1: the eighty nine. Yeah, but it, uh, it it came up really nice. It looks brand new. So I'm happy with that. But it's not really a project car update. Just a little side project. I pulled the seats out and sprayed it real quick. So
0: mm-hmm. so
1: anyway, um, Eric,
0: is there anywhere that uh, people can follow you on social media or? Yeah, maybe they don't maybe don't want people to follow you, but if you do, you can share it now or it's up to you.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. Um I mean again I can't I can't uh cease to advocate uh Mishibishi Montero USA on the Facebook page. Um just a great group of people. Um I mean I've been on there for about maybe a year and a half. A lot of the guys came from the wire. Um my you know I was I was pirate four by four, brought me over that way um and uh I mean again, just going off what William had said about you know he's been in a lot of different car communities over the years, and uh you know the Mishibishi people are just you know really you know just a, a cool bunch i mean you think of all the the drama and nonsense <clears throat> that that's on social media uh and out there today, and it's always you know pretty- pretty pretty positive. Um, and, you know, none of that seems to find its way uh, onto the page. I don't know if that's to the great administration, you know, administrators like Frank and Adam Deveni, uh, But, you know, it's a great page. Uh, for me, um, I'm on, um, I think it's Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4. Uh, that's the Facebook page, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, we're like a little offshoot page from the, the bigger page. Um we just post typically uh, any kind of local stuff we find parts or cars and then um for trips so um AJ Vega um he's up in Maine he's got like I said a 2 door uh, 89 uh, short wheel base as uh, actually he, he I don't know if you guys know this or not I, I mean I I probably shouldn't say anything cuz I know we still got our fingers crossed about whether it's going to show up or not but uh AJ's been trying to work out a deal with Simon Hyde um, in uh the UK to to bring a uh, uh a turbo diesel um uh, an 89 or 91 turbo diesel mm-hmm. over Excellent. um a red one a red short wheelbase so uh we'll see if that if that comes to fruition i know that's kind of a um you know a hope so that well, might if, happen
1: if, so if that doesn't come to fruition i can help him get one from new from uh, japan too so yep oh nice yep that's part yeah, of...
2: he's uh He's all about that turbo diesel. He wants the diesel, you know?
1: Yeah, and actually, you should have him give me a contact, too, if he doesn't have shipping worked out, because I uh, have some connections in uh, in England and, and Wales as well that we've been shipping some cars back and forth, so. Oh,
2: I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> for... Uh... Yeah, we'd
2: we'll love, we'll love to know that. Yeah, so so AJ and I, basically, you know, we, we put a lot of, you know, uh, trips together on that Northeast page, and, uh, and yeah, you, you know... Uh, I actually also joined up recently, um, just just because uh, the Smokyland, um, the Smoky Mountain Overland Rally. I met some guys that were overland bound guys, mm-hmm. and um, they were all really super nice guys. Uh, we 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 wheeled with this kid, uh, Elan from uh, North Carolina. He's an EMT down there. Uh, he had a I think like I forget what year, but you know one of the boxy square. The, the, the last year they made the uh, the Liberty. Um, and you know pretty stock and that kid you know went everywhere we went so uh and just a really cool guy and uh there was you know the the guy mentioned indiana um Willie goat he was uh an overland bound guy so uh i reached out to that community and so that that this this friday night and saturday that we're doing in vermont um it's myself and aj northeast crew mishibishi montero and then um i think we got like like six guys from from the Overland Bound group, mostly Connecticut, Jersey, um and maybe a Vermonter.
1: Oh, neat. Excellent. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so that- as, as we're sitting here talking, I just joined that page, so <laughs> All right, cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, you know, again, in the same thing like you mentioned about the rally and the Overland people, you know, they're really just open people, you know, uh just you know, want to have a good time and you know, be out in the woods and and be in their vehicle.
0: Cool. Well, you should, um, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but maybe you should, you guys should try to join us for the New England forest rally, which is just the, it's the sports cars we watch race in the woods, but a bunch of us go and then we camp and hang out and watch the rally cars go by. But, uh, you spend a lot of time on dirt logging roads and just hang out in the woods waiting for the cars to go by. So it's pretty cool. You might enjoy that.
2: That actually sounds cool. Yeah, I've always, uh, like, when you see the Baja 500, the Baja 1000, I'm like, I'd be more than happy to be one of those people that just, yeah, rolled my truck to a spot and sat there watching, you know?
1: Yeah, we do a little little bit less than that. Not quite the same level of trucks as that, but the rally cars in, right. in, uh, in yeah. Maine, so not as long of a drive as going to Baja. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the uh, you guys mentioned it, I think, last week. But the uh, you know, I, I was looking into the Golden Road just because that that seemed like such a cool uh, a cool experience you guys got to do.
1: It's a very cool experience. It's not a very technical road. It's a no. lot more. I mean, you could do it in a two-wheel drive car if you wanted to, but there's there's a lot of nicer, uh, less less open roads up there you can use too off of it. So yeah, it's very beautiful scenery and it's a good trip and it's a good camping camping weekend. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: Did you guys go all the way into Canada or...
1: We went to the border and stopped.
0: Yeah. There was like okay. a gas station right at the border. We got coffee and then we turned around and went
1: back. They were like, we have no reason to go to Canada. It's not worth the effort. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. We all had passports and everything. But I was just like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> not right. this time.
2: That's great. Yeah, I was just thinking about it for like, you know, uh, maybe convince the wife, you know, take a trip with the, with the family. That'd be a, That'd be a cool way to get to Canada, you know.
1: How old are your kids?
2: Uh, I got a three-year-old and a five-year-old.
1: Oh, excellent. So they're younger then. All right. Um, because I, uh, I'm I'm talking about taking the wife and daughter on a trip to the same campground that we stayed at on that, uh, that trip that Jordan, Andrew, and I took, which is like two miles from the Canadian border. So my daughter's a little older though. She's 13. So she probably would want to hang out with a two and a (laughs) five-year-old.
2: Right. Yeah, my five year old thinks she's twenty one, so does oh, so, so
1: does my thirteen year old. They get along just well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And she's they're, thought they're, that they're way they're for
1: tough. a lot of years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you want a confident woman.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But uh that would be uh that'd be an interesting trip as well, I think. Here we are sitting on the podcast planning planning trips that will never happen, but hey you never know. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, that that's a fun trip and if you do make that trip and big, make a big family trip, I bet my wife and daughter would be you know, be kind of a fun uh to do some oral landing and some camping and maybe uh I'm, I'm I'm sure that the wives would get along great. We can go off in the woods and go driving and they can hang out the campsite. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm I'm glad this worked out. I'm glad we could hear you, you could hear us. Um I hope I hope listeners enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I hope it sounds good on the on the podcast. And, uh
0: yeah, yes. pretty surprising. We had two weeks in a row with guests. So we had Jordan, then we have Eric. Yep. Uh, I've got another guest lined up next week. Oh, is that next week? Yep. Okay, excellent. So uh, coming at you with all these guests, hopefully uh, keeping it a little more interesting than just me and Brad talking all the time. Um, but as always, uh, you can follow the podcast at AutoHoft Topic Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, Auto off Topic you can follow me at race and anger on on off topic uh what else uh oh it's of course our podcast
1: is always brought to you by vintage imports of new england or vine um vintage imports ne.com vintage imports new england on facebook vintage imports of new england on instagram um just search it and i come up all those places uh as we were just Touched on really quickly. If you have a vehicle you're looking to buy in, you know, Europe or Japan, I can help you out with that. Uh, or, you know, shipping a car here in the states because they like only come into so many ports, right? Well, they come into most. You can, it depends on you know what, what, where it's coming from. Oh, okay. But uh, if we're bringing something in for um, somebody here on the East Coast, it would probably come e- either into Maryland or into New York. Okay. So... Uh, but anyway, um, and you can find me, my personal page on Instagram is TSISS350. Cool. Eric, do you have a Instagram page you want to promote at all or not? That's cool if you don't.
2: Yeah, you know, I don't even remember what my Instagram page is. Excellent. <laughs> That's all right. Perfect. Uh, you know what I would say, though, just the last final word, because I, you know, we blew up Frank, um, you know, ADD, the, uh, oh, yeah. Adventure yep. Design, uh, Toasty and, uh, Jason out there, uh, and what they're doing for the Montero community. Josh, Josh, uh, Josh. I'm,
0: yeah.
2: I'm Josh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, thank you for correcting me. I mean, what, what, what Josh and Toasty have been doing and, and all the Arizona crew, um, you know, it's great and, and the, the, uh, the different aftermarket parts that they're creating for Gen twos and and ones, and you know, it's kind of breathing life, uh, you know, into the community, and, and that's that's just great, you know. So yeah, I, I want to thank think, those guys.
1: Absolutely, I think maybe we should talk to Josh, maybe do a little cross promotion here. Oh yeah, time. we're we're gonna, we're getting to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to
0: work on that because uh, that's actually where my ninety nine Montero came from, was from Josh out in Arizona. That's why it's got no rust on it. So uh, I I think we figured out what's wrong with the engine. Uh, we'll talk about that soon. Excellent. Because uh, uh, I I knew, I can't say this enough, he told me all about the engine noise before I bought it. I totally knew about it. It was me to take on the challenge. I wanted to. So I think we've got it figured out, and uh, I'm going to try to look at it this weekend, and hopefully have an update for you next week. And uh, Excellent. Can't wait. Yeah. So anyway, if you want, you can uh, please re- uh, review the podcast, share it with your friends. It really helps us out. Or if you got on iTunes. Yes, on iTunes. Uh, You can also find it on Google uh, Music. Uh, I haven't uploaded any older episodes to YouTube in a while. I really should. I just haven't had time, but I will get to it. Uh, uh, As always, keep your cards analog.